This is Raptors Game Night on TSN 1050. The Raptors live here. For the first time since March 4th, Toronto wins on the road. It's a final. Toronto 128, Charlotte 108. That is Jonesy with the final call. Big win by the Raptors. Welcome to the Raptors postgame show. Jim Taddy, Josh Lewenberg, and Jonesy kind enough to hang around. So let's go to him first. Paul, you called uh, Raptors uh, history today. You called uh, league history today. Uh, so Freddie with the 2020, uh, first guy uh, to do that for the Raptors with 20 points and 20 assists. And he holds the single single game record for points and for assists. I mean, this is an iconic performance, is it not? It is, Jim. And, you, you know, we've had. Uh a few games this year where uh, the historian in me with the Raptors having called game one, November 3rd, 95 has had to reflect back. Um, and I, I, that one just kind of stuck in my head. I watched Popeye Jones 2020 game. I was around for the two 2020 games by Bosch that were point rebound, but we've never had a point assist 2020. And Fred pulled that out today. It was like the, you know, when they, they, they scored the, uh, you know the forty odd points uh, in in uh, you know a quarter, and uh, you know that was a game in the second year uh, against the New Jersey Nets at the Meadowlands. And every so often, you know, history rears its head, and it's kind of amazing to be around. And as I said on the broadcast, Fred, now you know offensively, your 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 record doesn't matter since, until we get those words since Wilt Chamberlain. Um, yeah. And 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 Freddie now has the the high game for points and assists for a franchise, and the only other guy to have that is Wilt. So Freddie, I wouldn't say, in the words of Bum Phillips, I wouldn't say he's in a class by himself, but doesn't take long to do attendance, man. Yeah, we don't know how long Van Vliet will be in a Raptors uniform yep. for. Obviously, this is a big summer for him as a free agent. But I think regardless, at this point, just based on the body of work, he continues to add to that Raptors legacy a bunch of big franchise records, as as Jonesy mentioned there, including the one tonight that has stood for 27 years, which is remarkable. Uh, but the championship obviously and his contributions to that championship and just everything that Van Vliet ha- has brought to this city in this franchise but specifically in terms of what he's done this season I know the Van Vliet critics were out in full force to start the year and listen to his own admission that was not a, a the start that he wanted to this to this year obviously he changed the way that he managed his body over the summer in the hopes of preserving himself a little bit better than he did last season and while it didn't go exactly according to plan here he is doing what he wanted to do at the end of the year peaking at the right time because and maybe this has gone under the radar a little bit because of the Raptors disappointing season as a whole but Van Vliet has been excellent over the last few months you look at the way that he manages games on the offensive end. And obviously today is a great example of it with the 20 assists. But if you look at his numbers or the Raptors numbers offensively when he's on the court versus off the court and the difference is staggering. Yeah. Yeah. No, Josh. And, and listen, you make some real, in my eyes, salient points about uh, Fred and his ability to manage the game. I mean, people will look at numbers and if you beat the numbers long enough, they'll say exactly what you want. And we do know that there are the Van Vliet detractors out there. And, you know, they talk about, Oh, his defense. Well, listen, 
No, the NBA has devalued defense. I'm sorry. As a purist, I'll say this. They don't – I mean, we can – we're talking about a guy. People are going to be voting next week for the MVP, and they're going to be voting for a guy who, uh, you know, in, in Jokic, who's a terrific offensive player, but uh, just just doesn't play defense. And yet he could still win the award for the third time. So for those people that are going to, you know, call for issues because of defense, I'm sorry, that's – it kills me as a purist, but that's the way – Things have been going recently in the NBA, but um, Fred was—he's—he's he's magisterial out there. He's like the conductor with the baton, and he's got everything under control for Toronto. I mean, you know w- what's lost today is at one point when he had 18 assists, he only had one turnover. I haven't looked at the final box, but I mean that's a terrific ratio, and I—I I, I just think Fred is um, the brains of the operation. Uh, you know, yeah. if he's not turning it over, and, and listen, he had some tough turnovers at, at a tough point in the game uh, against Philadelphia on Friday night. But, you know, when he's got his wits about him and those turnovers don't happen, uh, he's the guy that the Raptors look to to set the table and to get everybody into their spot. So uh, it, it's 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 good that he's playing well right now, Josh. And, again, to another point that you made, last year at this time, he was being held together with duct tape and string, and yeah. and it, and it's the exact opposite. I mean, they're holding on to eight right now for, well, for a few hours at least anyway, and Fred's in the mix. He's healthy, and I still say this. I don't think anybody wants to take a chance as, as inconsistent as they have been of playing the Raptors in the first round. You might beat them, but you're going to feel it. They are going to be a tough out. Jonesy, uh, you know, the way you describe Freddie, uh, the way you and Josh and talking, were talking there, I think it's sort of a, is the lens that, that everybody looks at the entire team at. And, and you know, there's, there's a lot of great stuff there, but it's undermined by some, some soft moments. Uh, and I'm going to apply that to the starting five. Unfortunately, OG goes out with a, a rolled ankle, and we hope he's okay. But, but that performance of the starting five since Pearl was added is pretty darn good, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And I, I just think... Uh, Jim and I, I said this before. Once they added Pirtle, and, and they'd been cobbling it together without a kind of a traditional or classic five man, but once they put him in, all of a sudden other roles became they 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 crystallized. They became more clearly defined. You don't have to worry about the rim protection all the time. Uh, when you ran high screen and roll, you had a guy who could roll hard, finish in the lane, make great decisions at the nail in the short roll as a distributor. Uh, you had a guy who set good screens. Uh, all, all of these kind of things that people would used to say, ah, don't worry about it, we'll, we'll get through it. They were getting through now because they knew who was going to do it, right? It's, it's, it's kind of like going to the you know, to the club with your friends. And do we have enough money? I'll lend you some. I'll lend you some. Oh, no, I need to, I'm a dollar short. And all of a sudden, one the one buddy with all the money shows up, and everybody's good. And and that's what happened when they put <laughs> Pirtle in the starting lineup. Everything became clearer around roles, and the team started to play better. Well, I mean, these two conversations fit together perfectly, right? Because we talk about Van Vliet's strong finish to the season and what's, what's changed over the last few months. It's the Jakob Pertl yeah. effect. Yeah. I mean, I, I think, first of all, Van Vliet's getting much better looks with Van with, with Pertl sort of sucking the defense in as, as a role threat. 
but also to, to be able to work with a guy like that, have a guy like that to work with in the pick and roll. Van Vliet has never played with a guy like Pirtle in Toronto. So I, I think that that can be said, obviously, for Fred, but for a lot of other guys as well. A lot of other guys are getting much better looks from three as a result of Pirtle being on the floor. A lot of other guys are, are uh, able to have that kind of chemistry with a guy that's so good at finishing around the bucket and I agree with you, Jonesy. I mean, I think the starting lineup, which at times over the last couple of years, while they had their moments with Gary Trent Jr. in there, I think overall you're like, okay, well, something's missing here. And the thing that was missing was a true traditional five-man, something that, of course, Masai Ujiri talked about when he made the trade, is giving this core an opportunity to play with the center and ultimately seeing what it looks like before making some big decisions over the summer. And it's going to make for some interesting decisions here because I think, I mean, it's pretty clear given the body of work here that the Raptors need more depth, better depth coming off the bench. But in terms of the starting five, it's looked pretty good here over the last hey, few months. Josh, I'll say this. For all the mathematicians out there and all the people that, that, that go swimming in numbers, this is still a big person's game. It still is. And if I have a big guy and he can't shoot the three, and I look at who is a college player of the year this year in the U.S. in the NCAA, Canadian kid, Zach Eady, big guy. That wasn't out on the perimeter, handling the ball and firing threes. And, and, and listen, if you have a pair of gray pants and a blue blazer in your, in your closet, that stuff never goes out of style. And I don't care how you play the game. If I have a good big man in the middle, that is never wrong. That is never out of style. You can always use that, like that gray pair of slacks and that blue blazer in your closet man never out of style and it works all the time you could wear it anywhere and when you got a good big man it's the same way in basketball that, Jonesy, that was the biggest seen... concern for people when the trade was made was well with Pirtle on the floor as a non-shooter where's the spacing going to come from where's the shooting is going to come from but he's just so good at so many other things as a passer as a roller as we talked about that even without shooting the three himself I mean the Raptors are a much better three-point shooting team post-trade than they were pre-trade. And, and Josh, and I'll explain it like this from with my coaching hat on. You want to get somebody's attention, go to the front of the rim. And when Pirtle is rolling to the rim, de defenses are helping, the alarm bells go off, oh no, there's a big guy close to the rim. Because again, the analytics show you, the best shot is a layup. The next best shot is a free throw, uncontested, with nobody bothering you. And then the three-point shot. And everybody's defaulting to the three-point shot. But when Pirtle rolls to the bucket and the alarm bells go off that there's a big guy about to get the ball close to the basket and get a layup, the help comes. That creates spacing. That creates uh, open shots for three-point shooters around. So, again, the big guy never goes out of style. So I, I, I just think that the addition of Pirtle and, and, and once we get to the playoffs – and it slows down a little, and you're going to be able to go inside. And listen, Pirtle has great hands and feet down there. And that's another thing that you really are going to have to consider in the postseason. Jonesy, thanks for hanging around. Appreciate it. Pleasure, guys. 128-108, the Raptors win in Charlotte. This is Raptors game night, the postgame show on TSN 1050. Raptors win 128-108 and temporarily have a hold on eight. In the Eastern Conference, depending on what Atlanta does in their game that tips off at 6, 
So the word from Nick Nurse per uh, Alex McKechnie is mild, mild ankle sprain for OG. And we didn't talk about the birthday boy, Siakam. Uh, he had 36 points and was a big factor in this game too, Josh. Yeah, big, big day for him. I keep wanting to say night. I was going to say big night for him. Big afternoon for Pascal Siakam, and now he gets to enjoy the rest of his birthday. It was a, a bit of a quiet start for him as OG Ananobi, who fortunately sounds like he's going to be okay, and Fred Van Vliet got, got the Raptors off to that good start. But in the second quarter, Siakam went off, and I... I I don't know if you could say this is a quiet 36 points, but it did sort of seem that way where you're looking down in the third quarter, fourth quarter. Obviously, we're tracking Van Vliet and his assist situation. And you're like, oh, man, Pascal Siakam is 36 points. But, I mean, we've talked about this so much here over the last few weeks, especially, is that even though he's had his lulls a little bit, over the last few weeks, which is kind of understandable, I would say, considering the workload. This is the second year in a row where Siakam has led the NBA in minutes per game. He's played a ton. He's carried a, a massive workload on both ends of the floor for the Raptors this season. And yeah, that's going to take its toll to a degree. I, I think that's the case with just about every player over the course of an 82-game season is you're going to have your lulls. But what's so impressive about Siakam in this incredible season that he's having is that those lulls have been brief and he has responded strongly to, to each one of them. And he has put together a really nice stretch here to close the season. And something that, again, we've tracked is to, to get a, a game like this where Siakam plays great, Van Vliet plays great. They haven't had enough of those games this season. But when the two best players are playing great, goes without saying that's that's really good news for the Raptors. So, yeah, I, I mean, they need to keep this up here, both for the, the team's best interests and even individually i mean siakam is playing for they're both playing for something we talked about van vliet's contract earlier but pascal siakam as we know is eligible for an extension this summer if he makes all nba for the second year in a row he'll be eligible for a super max extension so yeah i'm sure he's highly motivated to finish this season strong thanks very much josh this is raptors game day on tsn 1050 so the Raptors win 128-108 and really had a double-digit lead for most of the ball game and enjoyed their afternoon in Charlotte. They'll be back in Charlotte on Tuesday night. We're going to pick up the Maple Leaf story on Tuesday night as they'll be at home to Columbus and we'll resume the Raptors story Wednesday night when they open the first of two in Boston against the Celtics. Raptors will be very interested in what happens with Dallas and Atlanta tips off at 6 and also considering the Grizzlies-Bulls game that tips off in a few minutes from now. Thanks for joining us on Raptors game day on TSN 1050.